Welcome to Eterna. Keep your dice rolling, your friends close, your monsters closer, and don't let the old gods bite. This podcast is an Eldritch Dream Games production. A dark fantasy Pathfinder game laced deep with cosmic horror. I would like to thank the patrons that make this possible. Brian Bridges, Brian Rafe, Donald Bewley, Eric S. Pat, Tim Demuse, Undead Fish, and Wesley Sullivan. Stay tuned after our tale to hear what these glorious people have in the works. But for now, let us listen. So last time on Dungeon Ball Z, you motherfuckers almost got out of town and then I slapped some shit in front of you. Uh, So you had gone to the Silvered Nut, another inn in the town of Thorn to hunt down Nina Bourne, who is apparently thinking about leaving town despite her father's uh, best intentions. Uh, We will pick up right back there as you approach Nina Bourne on the second floor. Mr. Morheim, there is the woman you're looking for. Ah, yes, so there is. Go talk to her. I, I, I thought you had something important to say to me, which is why I stopped to listen to you. No, no, I never say anything important. That's not true. Don't be so hard on yourself, champ. And he just pats her on the shoulder a couple of times before making his way over to Nina's table. She is face down on the table. She's not passed out or anything, but she's just kind of milling there, uh, head in her arms. Three quarters drained ale sat before her. Riley will take a seat across the table and uh, give a few solid raps at the table. She will uh, kind of jolt up and uh, and surprise. Oh, oh. and she uh, she kind of like rubs her face. Uh, Mr. uh, Mr. Morheim. uh, Riley. (laughs) Uh, Hello. Um, What are you doing here? Well, I came to find you. To be perfectly honest, I had a conversation with your father after the incident at the tavern. She kind of like gets this dejected look on her face and it's just like, oh, and so why are you here? Well, you stormed out. There's no telling what uh, troubles you might find in the city these days, um, especially with the way certain uh, where rats here seem to take to you, or so I've heard. But I also wanted to have a conversation with you, Nina. Uh, I've been informed that you have interest in exploring the great wide world outside these walls. Well, I want to leave. That's That much is true. Don't know about how much about the great wide world, in all honesty. Well, let's start with, do you have any ideas on where you want to go? Not really. Just away. Maybe find some place that doesn't have a bunch of people, no matter how well they 
mean, ready to rip me open. Well, having no real destination in mind is a fair starting point for travels and adventures. I was much the same way back in my youth, to be honest. Riley just like smiles, completely oblivious to the fact that he's still technically really young at 19. But uh, she's like, she's like two years younger than you, like maybe not even that much. Yeah, Riley's being a huge dick, I guess. So he just folds his hands and uh, puts them on the table, kind of like he's doing an interview at this point. And um, he'll go on to say, well, when you get there, I'm sure that you will come to appreciate whatever destination you end up finding. But is it really just security being the only real reason you want to leave here? Seems to like kind of mull it over for a minute takes a drink uh um, I don't want to be trapped anymore I I don't know and uh you can make me a sense motive yeah ooh that's a solid 27 she she does seem to have some uncertainty about uh her it doesn't seem like it's focused like on her wanting to leave at all she obviously does but uh her not really knowing like what or why does seem to have to play into it a bit like she has some ideas but certainly not all of them To be honest, Nina, I spent a lot of time when I was younger thinking about where I wanted to be, what I wanted to see, and what I wanted to do in this world. I didn't really have a destination in mind, an end goal. All I knew is that I wanted to see more than the sprawling expanse of the city that I grew up in. I wish to travel, and I wish to travel in good company. And for me, even now, that's enough of a destination. I just want you to know that I guess in that sense I understand not really having a concrete idea of where to go or even why you really need to leave. It's enough to know that you feel like you need to leave. Thanks. You do know that it's exceptionally dangerous outside of town, don't you? I I know. I was... Uh, and like, go ahead and make me a diplomacy check. Okie dokes. 19. Uh, she'll turn and she'll, like, kind of shout down to the bottom floor and hold up her drink, and, and someone will start making their way up and, uh, turn back to him and be like, I, I'll be honest, I was kind of hoping to tag along with, uh, your group. I heard you were leaving. Yes, and I heard of your intentions, Nina, but my statement still stands. Uh, The things that we've encountered on the road, what we've seen and done, is not necessarily something that I would wish to place upon anyone's shoulders. Um, At least the most dangerous and dark parts of it all. There have been good points, too, of course, but if you wish to travel, you need to know of the dangers that are out there. You 
think I don't understand. We have monsters attack the gates almost every other day, and I'm surrounded by people that I can't go near because if I do, they'll smell me, turn into a monster, and go on a rampage. It's no safer here. No, but do you think you'll ever find safety just changing location? I don't know. I... Mr. Morheim. Yes. I think, I think uh, maybe you failed to understand something because you were not a girl, okay? Um. This uh, young lady, she is trapped not just by monsters and things that uh, would eat her. Those things are everywhere, including here. She is trapped by also the expectations of people who want her to be something. And she does not know yet what she wants to be. And she cannot find that out staying here under their expectation. Uh, Riley will just kind of uh, wait before saying anything to see how Nina reacts to these words. Nina kind of pulled back a little, but she gives like a little nod uh, without really looking at anybody. I can agree with that sentiment. It is not a place she is looking for. Sir. It is uh, a place in her heart. I agree with Shadow here. Anyone can fall short under the weight of the person they're supposed to be uh, without paying attention to the person that they are, who they want to be. If Nina feels that this is something that she should do, we shouldn't stop her. No, I certainly agree. I was, uh, I've always been sort of blessed with an idea of the person I want to become, the person I want to stand and be, the things that I would like to achieve. But I, I suppose the point of my conversation, Nina, is that I want to make sure that when obstacles come up, you have an idea on how you wish to face them. Because if you do, I'm sure myself and my allies would love to nurture that intention and help you grow in whichever way you see as most fits. But running from obstacles is certainly not the answer. I... I don't know yet. I... I want to help in some way, but I need... I can't just stay trapped here. And I can I can talk to Elias and they can clear the way for me to leave town, but I, I can't travel my own city without without being constrained to internal borders and constantly worrying that one day that either the walls are going to fall or another another were rat's going to go rogue and just come in and start killing people or or what's going to happen. I, I need to get out and I need to I need to find something else I'm I like I, I, I like what my father does I, and I love him but I can't I can't just stay here and run the inn when he has to sleep I have to, I have to go do something Uh, Sean, how intoxicated is she? Has she only really had that one first drink? She's not, like, slurring or anything? 
No, she um she looks like she's getting uh, a little emotional, but she doesn't look like she's been drinking heavily at all. Uh, okay. And just right about now, another person comes up to to pour her uh, the ale, and she like tosses a copper on the on the table, and they take it. Um, she she doesn't you know she's not red in the face or anything. Okay, good, good point to note. Um, in that case, Riley listens. He nods along and. Uh, with a smile when she's finished talking, he will say, Then, Nina, what I wish to offer you is a chance at personal freedom. You can certainly uh, follow along with us as we move forwards. I know not necessarily what the roads we will travel down will look like, but I am willing to offer you this to see what becomes of you, to see what you can find in this world, to make your own. I resonate with that sort of idea, I think. And I do think that I could talk to your father about this and make it a more agreeable parting. She uh, she kind of like sniffs and wipes her face. Is it? <laughs> thank you, uh, thank you, uh, Riley. Um, I I don't want to. I don't want to leave my father behind after after a fight but uh I, I i thank you um anything you you can do there i would greatly appreciate and i appreciate you letting me come with if if there's anything i can i can do to help please let me know nina i do have one condition for you traveling with us <laughs> what's that i expect you to pay attention to talk to myself and my allies and to think about what you're passionate about in this world and when you find that passion nina i would like you to share it with us so that way so that we may encourage it to grow and help you succeed to that end she kind of chuckles it's like <laughs> i can do that then it settled I will head back to talk to your father. The sooner the better, as I'm sure my allies are uh, rather eager to get on the road and get out of this town, as it feels like we've been here for quite some time, to be honest. Uh, Riley will stand and then he'll say, but by all means, feel free to engage them in conversation. See who they are. Thank you. Uh, Yeah. uh, Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that just at that point, Riley will turn to everyone else um i don't know if they were just looming over his shoulders this entire time or if they had like taken seats or just standing nearby but he'll he'll turn to them and let them know that he's going to uh go back to have a discussion with nina's father but they're of course free to do as they please if they want to hang out with nina or come with or go do something else i do need to go back to the inn because uh it is time for me and the uh, void and freedom to say our prayers and do our evening meditation. Well, I'd be happy to escort you. Or have you escort me. Just don't run. I can't keep up. Okay, I will walk slowly. <laughs> and so the two of you leave the sweet smells of the silvered nut behind, heading back inward toward the stacked dish. Uh, Leaf, Brock, what are you two doing? 
I think probably sitting and drinking with Nina. Yeah, Brock would probably do the same. She seems like she needs a friend. Uh, Mr. Leonhard, Mr. Goldthrush, uh, Hi, I guess. <laughs> um, I, I don't really know what to what to ask, but um, what what would you like to talk about? Adventure, travel. You um, we we've sat here and we've spoke of getting away from this place, but should you deign should you have deigned to leave? Uh, where would you want to go? What are some places you've always wanted to visit? Well, I've I've been to Starlight and I've been to Storm Bluff. I've been to Brexton. It's it, you know it's not much different here, but I've I haven't been a lot of places. I don't even know of a lot of places far beyond here. I've heard of like the giant cities and Solaria and and the sunlight on the other side of the world, how bright and warm it is. I've heard of uh, the people up in in Caravel to the north in the mountains and and how how odd they are. But I I I don't know. I've there's so so many stories you hear and so little always seems to measure up so I don't know well there's certainly many people out there with their own problems and uh, good traits that make them stand out and uh, I've done quite a lot of traveling over the years and I I can say that it's um, probably one of the more positive influences that I've had on my life so uh, I, I understand if taking care of your father takes priority. But I, I would say, hopefully once uh, things calm down, that you do get that chance to travel. I, my father means well, but I, I think I'll be going. I love him, but he can also, he doesn't have to worry as much here. And if the walls, if if the walls don't hold, it, and he hasn't left, I I hope he leaves before that. You don't think he could be convinced to come with? His whole life's been here. The inn, his whole. Everything he built that in from the ground up, he. I don't think he can leave it behind. Well, uh, I think I can name one other thing that he might have had a hand in making, and she's sitting across this table from me. Duh. I'd like to think that he might be a bit more attached to this one. Have you even considered suggesting it? I I didn't think he would was, um, my mother she's buried here too I, I 
I, I don't know. I I guess we could ask, but I don't. I don't expect that he would leave. It's just my, I guess. It's a lot to leave behind. Well, I I think we're all aware of the uh, potential pitfalls of staying in such a place. Do what we can for those who have rooted here, but uh, I, I do think moving on might be the best, at least for now. But this is uh, all too dour for my taste. Uh, Brock, have, have you spent much time on the road? Uh, I have spent around two to three years at this point. So, relatively little time. But it has been a mostly pleasant experience for myself. I think I might have heard the tail end of a conversation or two. Whenever, um, and you, you can tell he, he kind of trails off for a second. Uh, any kind of intuition would tell you that he, he was very close to mentioning Maximilian's name. Uh, maybe is, is drifting off to avoid the topic. So, well, I, I may have, I may have overheard uh, a conversation or two. Uh, have you vent- visited any interesting places? Well, I suppose when you spend your entire life underground, any place you visit up here is at least some element interesting. Though uh, cities like Starlight and things like that that are uh, massive congregations of people are always interesting to me as my uh, my home is actually quite small. How many people in, in your hometown? Maybe a few hundred people at most. Maybe just over a thousand. It, no way it's anywhere near the size of some of the places we've seen. Still, the, the big cities, they, they move so fast. And when you're moving that fast, it's really hard to take in the details. You miss the little things. Things that I've, I've learned to appreciate over the years. When you say uh, you prefer the cities... Oh, I, I personally think I prefer the road. While uh, while there are interesting things to find in the cities and people to see, something about uh, traveling from place to place is what interests me most. As uh, that opens up, well, more things to see, I suppose. It's sad, uh, that the circumstances for our travels are what they are. Well, uh, being one to believe in fate to an extent, I, uh, I believe that my journey was started because of these circumstances. And that Desna had called me to the surface to, uh, to take part in this and, well, meet up with all of you so that we could uh, embark on this together. And may our time together last for decades more. And he just clanks his glass. Uh, yeah, Brock would clank his glass too, and he would kind of offer one to Nina. And, and, and our time together as well. As well. And she'll raise her glass up and clink them with yours. Yes, I... 
I hope I hope everything goes well and she kind of laughs and just clanks uh, clanks her glass to yours uh, Brock would kind of nod he would say well if my time on the road has taught me anything it is that it it will be difficult but if you be calm and think your way through the situations everything will be fine you just have to uh, learn to see the good in people yeah you're all good people I think so you've all done more than we could have ever asked for so I'm terrible at names but the the city that we're headed to is Storm Bluff right yeah y'all are y'all are pointed in the direction of Storm Bluff I think with a stop off in the Black Keep along the way okay and uh well then I think Leaf just kind of leans forward and he says well uh once once we leave this this town we'll have uh quite the travel off to Storm Bluff and uh we'll we'll need to make sure that you stay busy along the way boredom on the road uh bird watching can only do so much uh I, I understand uh you've spent quite a lot of time helping manage the uh the tavern uh have you spent much time out in the wilds um not really much uh when i was little my mom would take me out to collect um collect herbs and uh and some mushrooms for seasoning but other than that not not a lot and uh i I think he he just thumps his glass on the table when we're tired he says oh I, i might have some help uh with the cooking then do you have the supplies for your travels? Uh, I've got some things at home that I could bring. I don't know if it's the best of equipment for traveling, but it, it's what I've got. And I've got a little bit of money, so I can, I can, I was going to buy some things too. Well, surely we could also spare some coin to aid you in gathering the supplies to leave home. I I couldn't ask that of you. It wouldn't be for free. In exchange for uh, your assistance amongst the caravan as we travel. Does that sound fair? I guess so, yeah. That that sounds fair. Okay, well, it's it's hardly a done deal. I believe we still have a few more hurdles before we leave Thorn. But you can rest assured that you'll be one of the more well-supplied travelers on the road. And uh, I, I think between the three of us, the four of us... uh you might be able to learn a few things as well. I hope so. I, I'm used to working with a range, and I know that you have to set up a, set up different things to cook out on the road and in the wild. And well, at least that's one thing I'm good at. So once I get that down, hopefully I'll be able to manage pretty well. I look forward to it. So do I. Uh, I, I, th- I think probably, you know, ha- having questioned and, and hinted at the stuff that he was curious about, um, he's just going to spend the rest of the time, barring, you know, uh, Brock stepping in, he's going to spend the rest of the time just kind of talking about travels on the road and, you know, maybe like the, the mercenary group that he used to uh, travel with and sailing for one. <laughs> just like casual, pleasant thoughts yeah 
And she'll uh, mostly just listen, but she'll come in every now and again and ask questions like about like the people you were traveling with and the things you were doing. Yeah, Brock would mostly listen as well, especially if you're talking about like just traveling all over the place, because he would also be interested in listening to uh, stories of travel. Do do you ever hearken back to when you met the partisans or the partisans? No, he's staying to pleasant thoughts, and uh, that's a darker story for a darker time, I think. If but you he, he haven't does. already listened to that darker story, go back and listen to the first Raxus tale, Leaf on the Wind. Yeah, I don't know. He, he just talks talks about a wonderful little gnome and uh, a pair of orcs and a human and a halfling and how they're the kindest people that he's ever met. And, uh, you know, just uh, taught him a lot about who people are and how to treat them and inspired him to do his traveling on his lonesome in more recent years. I think uh, with Leaf telling that tale, we will go ahead and as uh, Riley and Shadow arrive at the stacked dish, it seems a reasonable amount of time. uh, What what are y'all doing over there? On the other side of the inner zone. Well, Riley's going to head to the bar and uh, wait semi-patiently to uh, get serviced by the bartender so we can strike up a conversation. Okay, and Shadow. Um, Shadow is taking the true, or no, the freedom and the void to her room so that they can pray at the shrine. All right. Do you just do this in the middle of everywhere? Or do you go somewhere no. out of the way to do it? She takes them um, back outside, um, away from the door and stuff, like maybe near the entrance to an alley or something, so that uh, they're not freak out all the drunk. All right. So you enter the room, uh, your your sanctum. See, Otto, I told you the black butterfly gives me a room. And see how pretty it is? It is quite beautiful, if a little small. It is big enough, and I do not take up much room. And look at all these stars. And the shrine is so pretty, and it looks just like her. Yes, it does. It's a lovely chamber. It is, uh, it is not home, but it is good for the world. Indeed, I suspect this must keep you safe from many of the terrors currently. It is uh, very scary sometimes out there, but uh, when I'm awake, I can just move faster than most everything else, or I can just be invisible, and when I sleep, I can be in here, and so there is no problem. So, when you get home, you can tell the truth, I am safe and sound, and he need not worry so much, okay? Of course. He don't worry anyway. He's a bot. Uh, and Void's like, he's looking around and kind of nosing about uh, mainly some of the more nuanced details of the room. Do you want to go through my chest too? I mean, you, you know, go ahead. It's fine. 
Nosy. <laughs> I'm just looking. <laughs> you don't have to uh, accuse me of being that nosy. See? I see. Here's the shrine. We can pray. And what do you do? You're off over there in the corner looking at stuff. I was intrigued by the material. Well, be intrigued by this writing. Get your butt over here so we can say our prayers. All right, all right. All right. He'll sit down, cross his legs. Yeah, she will sit between them for the prayers and meditations. Probably have each of them by hand because she's missed them. So. Okay. And you all do your meditations and prayers, all of which, given your religion, are uh, silent, correct? Yes. So you all have uh, these prayers and these little things you go over in your heads for a fair amount of time, I'd imagine. It's not like sit down and just go crank out a prayer. No, they're probably there for a good hour or so. So, Mr. Morheim, you go to the bar. And... Mr. Bourne is uh, quite uh, quite aware of when you entered, and uh, with barring the single uh, the single pitcher of ale that he was serving when you entered, quickly makes his way to an empty spot uh, to speak with you. Yes. So, uh, how did it go? Did you find her? Yes, yes, we did find her. We had a decent conversation with Nina and uh, Mr. Bourne. I have some good news and some bad news. I don't like the sound of that. <sighs> Which would you like first? Let's hear it. Your preference. It's all news. Well, uh, Nina seems to be uh, very much settled on setting out to find her own way in this world to see what this world has to offer her and to grow as a person to really i guess get away from this environment and get some fresh air and after having a conversation with her a lot of the way she thinks and talks unfortunately for you resonates with a lot of my upbringing mr born and i can't help but encourage that sense of wanderlust and self-exploration. I hope that was the bad news. Uh, yes, the good news is that Nina has um, exceptionally high prospects as growing as a person. I see a lot of potential in her and the things that she can achieve and do in this world. And to that end, Mr. Bourne, you should be very proud. The better news is that considering her standpoints, I have accepted her company into the guild. He he had this like very dejected almost defeated look on his face and now he's looking at you and you can tell that like he, he's clenching his jaw. He Go ahead and make me a sense motive. <laughs> if you insist. Uh, I would have loved for that to have been a nat one because that would have been hilarious, but instead is a 22. You can tell that he is not very happy with that last statement because he asked 
<laughs> yes. Go talk her out of it. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, but like with, with what was being said, he's he's holding he's he's holding back. He's thinking. He he's not being uh, rash in his actions. He's you, you can tell he's a very tempered man. Right. Uh, who who has has likely perhaps in his youth seat had his fair share of outbursts and learned better. He's very upset. He you can tell he feels a bit betrayed. Um he also still does have this feeling like he owes you a lot and that's playing into it. Uh and uh he He's taking a moment to process, and you feel like it would be a good idea to let him do that. Unfortunately, Riley uh, likes talking too much, as I'm sure no one caught on to. So <laughs> as, as he uh, like notices this reaction, uh, like Riley's not stupid. He's aware of social situations and how people react. He's just inclined to act his own way regardless. Um, okay. So, uh, like, when he notices the uh, tension rising, he will say, um, you know, I remember that look. Uh, my mother gave it to me quite a few times when I was younger, when she was uh, very furious at the things that I have done and the things I got involved in. She ended up chipping one of her back teeth by grinding them so much. So you ought to uh, uh, maybe hold back just a little bit, Mr. Bourne. Make me a diplomacy check. Sure. 24. Uh, you see he maintains his composure. He takes a deep breath. Exhales. Deeply. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, I'm not stupid. I know that you're upset about how things have transpired, but... The alternative being that your daughter holds you in scorn, feels that you're keeping her prisoner in this town, and then sneaks off on her own, or with a band of people you're unfamiliar with, probably doesn't seem like too much of an appealing alternative, does it, Mr. Bourne? No. No, you're right. But you've also got to understand, Mr. Morheim, I'm, she's all I have left. Her mother died some years back. I... The rest of my family lived far abroad or in starlight, and, well, I've heard what happened. Um, I can understand the sentiment, but if you ask me, it would be more fulfilling to hear about your daughter's exploits that she had forged away in the world on her own, made something of herself, than to keep her close just for your own sake. Of course, I want what's best for her, but it's it's dangerous. I realize that there's some level of danger here, but we have good, strong walls that are well manned, well guarded. We haven't since the rat guard came. We haven't had anything get in. It's let me think, Mister Morheim. Thank thank you for your efforts and. I I bear you no ill will. I, I want you to know that. But please, uh, give me a bit of time. Give me some... Let me, let me go back to work. And let me think. 
Well, you handle it yourself. I certainly won't be leaving until we speak at least once more, and I will make damn sure that she doesn't leave before she speaks with you. And thank you for that. And he, like, taps the table, and, like, his gaze just kind of sweeps downward and off to the side, and he goes find and finds somebody who looks like they have an empty drink. Riley uh, steadily nods and watches uh, Mr. Bourne head off to do his job, lose himself in contemplation. Uh, let's see, Shadow went off to do prayer, so Riley's just kind of there on his own at that point. So, uh... I was going to say he just hangs out, but I suppose he's going to give Mr. Bourne some time to think and uh, actually probably go back to check up on Leaf, Brock, and Nina and then hang out with them into the night. You find that you've been left out on a storytelling. <gasps> Leaf is I... Leaf is a traitor. <laughs> Leaf doesn't even have ranks in perform oratory. How dare he? <laughs> He doesn't need ranks because he's actually interesting. Oh! Oh! Shots fired. Shots fired. That's like a machine gun right there. Get smoked, nerd. God damn, I'm suffering levels of energy drain. Like, jeez. Man, you know what? I, I, I don't have anything. I'm done. That's it. That's it. Riley's dead. That's... Nail in the coffin. Give me a new character. Why don't you go fight a dude on a bird, stupid? <laughs> I'm trying to, but we won't leave town. <laughs> what sort of name is Leaf, anyways? Come on. <laughs> Riley's a name. Leaf's a thing. Um, <laughs> question for players. Uh, would, would you like to do anything else in particular, or shall we pass on to the next day? Uh, eventually, when they all split up to go kind of back to sleep, Brock would uh, mention that he's not going to go, and he would actually head off to the Shrine of Earth. Okay. Riley gives, gives him a knowing wink-wink, nudge-nudge. <laughs> I think Leaf ignores all of that and goes to bed. Um, you're going to the to the temple or to the shrine of Earth, Troy. Yeah, he would basically just be meditating and whatnot. Okay, so and training, hang out. Yeah, he uh, effectively he's gonna spend the entire night kind of figuring out that he can use metal now. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll me a fortitude save that I doubt you'll fail. It's going to be close. I don't know if I can do it. Uh, I will be using a, uh, a mythic surge thing. Well, I mean, just you get, myself. You get yeah. to roll first. You just, uh, yeah, no, I just like, don't tell me the number. If you feel it's bad, uh, roll the next thing. 21. Yeah, you're good. The next day rolls around. Uh, Shadow, you and your compatriots have rested in the room in your sanctum. Yes. Brock, You've been training all night, and it doesn't phase you worth a shit. Leaf, you had a, you had a little sleepy sleep, a little sleepy sleep, which I will get into in a bit. A little uh, nappy poo. A little nappy poo. And, and Riley, 
Um, you also had a little sleepy sleep, uh, which I will not be getting into. Um, Good. Yeah, keep away. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Shadow fully expects that they're going to leave sometime today. Mm-hmm. So instead of her clothing and robes, she will be dressing in her full gear. Okay. She'll she'll not have her hood up and her face covered while in town, but she will be in full gear when she walks into the inn in the morning. Okay. So. Okay. So leaf, just a just a short thing, nothing super intricate or requiring uh, corrected input, but uh, just having talked a lot about the Partisians in your travels uh, the night before, you have. Uh, you have an odd dream that involves several of them. About 98% of it seems pretty, you know, pretty normal uh, for dreams. Like there's a little bit of weirdness and whatnot, but uh, uh, you have that. But like right there near the end, uh, you're just sitting around with Dimble um, on a Salarian wharf. Uh, he's he's fishing and you're having a pleasant conversation uh, when there's a moment of calm where both of you are just appreciating the cool breeze and the sounds of the open waters and then you hear Dimble say you've got to find me Leaf you've got to Time's running out. We've got plenty of time. We're just out here on on the ocean. No. More's coming, Leaf. More's coming. And, uh... uh, At that point, I think you wake up. There was no, like... Weirdness to the rest of the dream at all. In terms of strangeness. But that, that last bit definitely sticks with you as you wake up when you finally, you know, realize that now you're awake and whatnot. I think he, he just, it's, it's not like a, like a bolt upright thing. No, it's normal waking up. Right. But I, I I think rather than kind of get up and, and start being productive, uh, he, he might just, kind of sit up and and back himself towards the headboard and um, just kind of sit and and contemplate on on what he he just saw. Okay. So, uh, Brock, at at any point, would you, uh, would you return to the inn, like, early in the morning? Are you staying at the plane, or the the plane of Earth? Yes, just the whole goddamn place. The shrine (laughs) of Earth. He just walked up to the shrine, walked through to the plane of Earth, and he's like, nah, I live here now. (laughs) <laughs> now uh kind of in the same vein of like shadow of understanding like we're probably not going to be here very long uh he would wait until uh tara showed up and just kind of give her like a you know goodbye like hey i'm probably not going to be back kind of you know thing and then he would return so just whenever she shows up i guess all right so she would show up at uh at some point for what is her morning essentially and uh, look a bit surprised to see you already there. Well, I guess our, uh, I guess our sleep schedules must not be quite the same. 
uh, he would kind of slightly laugh at the fact that he has not slept at all. Uh, he would say, well, I, uh, I've actually been here all night. Ever since uh, I connected with the, the shrine, I've felt something different about my abilities. And I, uh, I felt this would be the best place to learn about it. Oh, uh, what, uh, what happened? Uh, he would kind of think for a moment of, like, a way to explain it. He would say it, it felt different when I tried to, uh, contact the Earth, I suppose. There's a certain, almost resonance that I feel. It felt strange. I, I suppose I could, well, show you the difference if you want. I'd be quite interested to see. He would kind of step back to just kind of make some space, so that way uh, when he starts to gather power, it wouldn't be so weird, you know, like right up in her face. And uh, he would start to gather, and uh, as he starts to form his, uh, like, projectile that he normally does, instead of just, like, this, you know, dirt and rocks coming together to form it, it would just kind of materialize just this singular, like, spike of metal, and he would, like, fire it into the ground nearby. And he would kind of motion. He would go, it seems I've, uh, I've learned to contact something different. I think you're pulling from... I think you're pulling from the metal veins of the plane of Earth. That's incredible. He would nod, and he would say, I think, uh, I think it had something to do with my connection. Maybe it, uh, maybe it made it stronger. I'm not sure. Perhaps. It's, it's good to know that the, that the monolith is functioning again. The earth around here, I don't think it could do with being unblessed, let alone cursed. Yeah, he would not say, well, hopefully the blessing of the shrine will, will help aid the town in fending off these monsters. And he would kind of look to the, the earth elementals that are now around it, and he would say, and certainly they will do so as well. They... They both nod. We will guard this place. And, uh, and she, she knows it is a great comfort to know we have more guardians, both for the shrine itself and for the town. Says, yes, that is, uh, that definitely is a comforting thought. And on that thought, this will likely be the last day that, uh, our guild is in town. As we uh, we do seek to travel to the Black Keep sometime soon, so I wanted to make sure that I at least told you goodbye before uh, before I left. Uh, your travel is always taking you somewhere. Then I I'd hoped you would stay a bit longer, but I guess then after today it's goodbye. Eh, at least for a while. Though it is, uh, it is not in my nature to stay in one place for too long, so there is always the possibility that I may return. Well, I certainly hope to see you again someday. Uh, the same to you. And he would kind of offer her, like, a handshake or something like that. Uh, as you do, she, like, she reaches into her pocket and, uh, she goes to shake your hand, and as she does, she... As you pull away, uh, she'll place something in it. And uh, there's a, uh, a stone 
with the carving of a lion's head uh, that looks very regal and feminine uh, placed on it. And uh, she says, may this help guide you and protect you in your travels. I know it's not much, but I hoped if anything, uh, my lady would watch over you as yours does. Uh, he would kind of look at it for a moment and say, um, what is it exactly? It's, it's a stone that I found here. I'm blessed with a imprisoned Lord of Earth. She's, and she'll motion to the crystal around her neck, she's the one whom I call any hope and divinity from. I saw this and thought it a sign of blessing. And I figure if anyone needs it, it might be those going out into the darkness. Uh, he would nod and examine it for a moment. He'd say, well, I will keep it with me as I travel. Thank you very much. And thank you for everything you've done, Brock. I hope to see you again someday. Uh, there is no need to thank me. But I, uh, I do hope to see you as well. And she will kind of like lean forward and down to you and like hug you. Oh, I got a short person hug. Uh, he would return the hug. Because like you're short even for an Oriad. Uh, maybe, yeah, I think, I think so. I don't remember what the Oriad. I think I think like Oriads are normally like five four five five, and you're like five foot flat. Yeah. And she's a bit of a tall Oriad, so leanings. But yeah, he would he would return the hug. Okay. He would uh, as they break the hug. He would say, "Well, I uh, probably shouldn't keep the guild waiting. I don't know what time they intend to uh, to leave." Of course. I wish you. Safe travels and Desna's blessings. I hope that your goddess will protect you as well in this town. And uh, he would leave. Alright. Shadow. You're likely to be up quite early. Yes. Because we have to get up and do an hour's worth of praying and meditation. Uh, after all that, uh, you would, and you get geared up. Yeah, she gets geared up. She'll go into the inn because she figures the other acolytes will be up and ready for breakfast and whatnot. So she'll go sit down with them and probably just start signing away how they sleep, you know. Right. Things like that. They, they all slept fairly well. Um, and Mr. Bourne is running around uh, dishing out food. He looks a bit tired. Um, Mr. Bourne, do you need help, sir? Uh... No, no, Miss Seed. I do not mind, because when we are at the temple, there are as many of us to be fed in the kitchen lines, and I help all the time. It is part of service, and so I can help you. It looks a bit apprehensive. Roll me a diplomacy. Ooh, I have that. That would be an 18. Uh, all right, if if you don't mind, then, uh, then Miss, uh, I, I'd appreciate it. And he'll go behind the ca- counter and just kind of like pass off plates. She she will she will actually think this is good fun. So 
she likes she likes being in service to others. So yeah, this just makes her happy. She's running around with a big old smile on her face. Okay. And did you want to talk with him about anything? Like when he's not really busy. Well, after he provides your group with food, it will go back to being unbusy. So then, yeah, she will go sit down next Mr. Boy. Yes. Uh, this is none of my business, so you can say, go away, Shadow, if you want to, okay? Um, uh, okay. But um, last night, uh, they talked to your, your little girl. Nina, yes. And uh, I know that uh, you are not a very happy person right now, but uh, there is something, I think, if it is okay, I will tell you something. And maybe it will help you to understand, okay? What's that? Okay, so I have a brother. He is two years older than me. And uh, when I was eight and he was ten, our mama died. And uh, he stopped being a child then. Um, because papa, he worked away from home a lot. So we were on our own. So. He took care of me, and even though he's only two years older, he raised me. He raised me until I was uh, about uh, 14, when Free Freedom adopted me. And uh, he is very protective, you know? He loves me very much, and he does not want bad things to happen. You, you understand? I understand that, yes. So... For years and years now, I live at the temple with everybody, and he is there. And he always trying to keep me safe and make sure that I make all the good decisions. And I love him for it very, very much. He is my hero, really. But uh, when the cataclysm come, uh, I was taken away from him. And I have to be in the world by myself, you see. And at first, I was very scared, and I know he is very worried. But I have found out something very important, and that is that I am capable of so many things that I did not know before because he was so busy protecting me that I did not get a chance to grow into a full person that I could be. And I am much, much stronger than I thought. And so I know that maybe when your little girl leaves, it'll be very, very hard and you will worry. But I think you have to understand that maybe too, she will grow and will be much, much stronger than you thought. Go ahead and make me another diplomacy. That would be a 23. I'm a shadow. I am. I'm grateful for you uh, telling me about this. I think I've, I think I've come to accept that she's going to leave and that I can't do anything about it. It doesn't stop me from worrying though. It wasn't, it wasn't too long ago that I almost lost her to, uh, one of the, before the rat guard, there was a were rat that was not, not good, not a good person. I almost lost her to that, and I i don't blame her at all for not wanting to be here, but I can't, I can't help but worry 
Mr. Bourne, you will always worry. That is what we do. We worry about the people we love. It is only natural. And that will always be, and that is okay. But uh, sometimes we try so hard to protect people when we worry about them that uh, we smother them. And that is not a good thing. And if it makes any difference, uh, you know, I am priestess and my religion, it says I must protect the travelers. So as long as she is with this, nothing will, will hurt her unless it goes through me first. Thank you. I suppose that at this point, that's all I can ask for. And Mr. Morhan, you do not tell him I say this, but he is a very good fighter. Very good. And I think he would keep her safe too. But if you tell him I say it, he will just start talking and he will talk too much, so don't tell him. I, I, I think I can keep your secret. So, if there is anything I can do to make it easier, I, I will try. I, I know it is very hard. This is the first time I've ever been away from my brother for more than two hours. How long have you uh, been away from him now? About a month or so. Is it... How are, I guess, you doing? It is very, very difficult sometimes. It has uh, been helpful that uh, some of the others have shown up. Because I, I was very, very homesick. But I know that uh, I have to do this. I have to make the world a better place again so that uh, they can be happy lives. And it is worth it if uh, in the end my brother can be happy. Thank you, uh, Miss Shadow. I appreciate uh, I appreciate you coming to talk to me. If I, like I say, if I can help, you tell me. Uh, this is kind of what me and Freedom and Void do is try to help. So, if you need us, you come tell me, okay? All right. Thank you. She will get up and go sit back down with her peeps. Okay. Mr. Moheim. Yes. <laughs> uh, by, by the words of Death Clock, awaken, awaken. Oh, okay. Um, Riley wakes up in the morning. Does he step outside? Uh, I suppose so. I don't say why not. And we'll uh, get himself dressed and ready. And we'll, his first order of business is probably to uh, meander on downstairs to uh, catch up with, with whatever familiar faces are around in the morning, be it his allies or people he's met at the uh, stacked dish. Mr. Marheim, come sit down with us and have your breakfast. Sh Shadow, why are you wearing an apron? I am helping. Of course you are. Delightful. I like <laughs> right. to help. What do you want for your breakfast, Mr. Morhan? Oh, boy. I could go for a nice stack of pancakes. Mr. Bourne, do we have pancakes? Uh, uh, we have things to make pancakes. Okay. I will figure it out, Mr. Morhan. Just sit down. Delightful. That, I can't that wait. That statement <laughs> makes Mr. Bourne look rather nervous. What is that? A survival? To cook? Or a craft cooking or a 
profession cook check. Yeah, I don't have a profession cook, but I have survival, and I got a 14. Okay, yeah, I, you, you kind of overbeat the batter a little bit, but not too bad. They're, they're, they're good tasting pancakes, they're just a little tough. Just a little, just a little bit. Shut up. Eat my pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying that they're just a little bit tough, Shadow. No, no, <laughs> they are absolutely delightful. Just next time, don't beat them so much. You know, I used to be a baker. Or, well, help my mom with the baking, yes. Oh, no, I did not know that. Can you make the little uh, cakes with the honey on them? Honey cakes? Yes, I can make cakes with honey. Yes, you should make some sometime. They are my favorite. Uh, well, what I'm hearing, Mr. Bourne, is that we have an order for honey cakes at <laughs> our table. <laughs> you do not have to make them now. It is just one of them things that I like. I do not get to have very often. At the temple, we have very simple foods most of the time because we have to feed so many. That's That makes sense to me. That's pragmatic. But sometimes when we go out on jobs uh, and we we take care of things and then truth or say, okay, Shadow. Well, no, he never calls me that. He say, okay, Nisa, let's go get you honey cakes. And this makes me happy. <laughs> So it's like a special little treat for you. Yes, because my brother, he is a, he has a butt, but he spoils me. <laughs> Riley just chuckles a little bit. Shadow snacks. <laughs> One day you will meet my brother. I hope. I think I think you will like him. He likes to talk to people. And yes, I think oh, you well, should meet him. I'm told I'm a great listener. So yes, that sounds like it'd be perfectly agreeable. He just don't don't be scared. A lot of people are scared of him, but there is no reason to be scared. He is a teddy bear. Why would anyone be scared of your brother, Shadow? Uh, because he is uh, like uh, six foot four, and he has uh, this this armor. It is very big and heavy. Like uh, I cannot pick it up and move it and stuff. And he has a sword, and it is as tall as me. Is it as wide as you two? Not quite. I, I am a little chunky. <laughs> it is probably because I like the honey cakes. Well, I'm certain that I won't uh, be afraid of him, especially with the way you talk about him. Yes, he is very nice. Well, he is very nice to everybody except Void. And why is that? Uh, because he does not like me to, to spend so much time with Void. So he stands across the room and stares and gives the big brother look. Oh, like he does not approve of your relationship. Yes, he does not want me to be friends with him. And it is too bad because Void is my best friend and he cannot do anything about that. Well, I don't have siblings, but from what I've heard, this is pretty standard behavior between siblings. Yes, he likes to find ways to annoy me. I think that is all it is. And I'm sure you never annoy him, do you? I do it all the time. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> it is fun, because he will squint his eyes and glare at you, and you say, Nisa, knock it off. And I let it. So where is he now? Um, Probably at the temple, but maybe the uh, Black Butterfly has sent him on a mission too. 
Well, if that's the case, maybe we'll be blessed with some string of luck and run into him at some point. It is possible. I did not know where they sent him. You never know where you have to go. But uh, I hope that uh, that, that uh, Tranquility is traveling with him, that he is not alone. But I do not know for certain. Tranquility is who? She is one of the Silent Seven. She is a... Uh, she fights with uh, no weapons. She she uh, punches things. Oh, so kind of like a monk or a uh, quote-unquote brawler. Yeah, something <laughs> of that nature. And uh, she is a very nice woman. See, there are seven of us, you know. Right, okay. Well, including you, I think I have the names of five. Okay. So there is silence. Mm, she is mm-hmm. the prophet. There is serenity. She uh, teaches the meditation. There is tranquility. There is freedom. You know him. Mm-hmm. There is void, and you know him. There is truth, and that is my brother Grayson. And there is me, Shadow. So these names, Shadow, are these like titles more so? Uh, no. Okay. I explain. Yes. Okay. Right. So when you were born, your mama or your papa give you name, yes? That, that is what I'm told, yes, but I've yet yes. to confirm it. So uh, my name was uh, Nisa. Okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I take the vows... Uh, I become the shadow because uh, you become something that is uh, both part of you and at the same time is an entity much larger than self because when Nisa is gone there will be the shadow will not be gone she will continue there will be another to take the place Uh, so it is a uh, physical embodiment of an important attribute of Our Lady that uh, we strive to live up to and it is bigger than ourselves. That's fascinating and oddly poetic. So, I am the shadow. The shadow is the priestess. She is she is uh, the the invisible blade of the black uh, butterfly. But I am also Nisa to people who know me well. And then sometimes, uh, Freedom, he called me Moonflower. And why is that just a pet name? Because when we were little and he met us, uh, we did not speak any languages the same. Um, and because of our purpose, in us, uh, he named us after purple flowers, and that is what he called us until we could uh, communicate and learn names. Fascinating, you know, Shadow. Between you and me, I hear that that's how Leaf got his name. Is it? Yes, yes. Wow. Uh, it was through uh, an association of things that he enjoyed a lot when he was younger miscommunications and all that, lack of shared languages. Uh, His friends and family settled on Leaf because he seemed to like collecting them. 
That is interesting. Just then Sorry. Leaf comes downstairs. <laughs> I heard you were talking shit. <laughs> oh no, Shadow, he's here. Quick, <laughs> quiet. He'll kill us. Oh, He'll kill us Do you want pancakes? <laughs> and Brock, too. Except he comes through the front door and not down the stairs. Don't tell me what I do. We, we he climbs through the upstairs window and comes down the stairs. Is okay. that why we were glass breaking from upstairs? Oh my God. No, he breaks no more windows. No more windows have been shattered. Uh, yes, pancakes sound wonderful. Okay, I make more pancakes. As uh, Shadow leaves, Riley just leans over to Leaf and says, Okay, they're going to be slightly chewy, probably, but they're going to be fine. Just warning you. Uh, oh, she she's the one making them? Well, I'm certainly not baking them at the table, Leaf. Oh, I, I had assumed. She's helping Mr. Bourne this morning. Maybe I should give her a hand. And I, I guess he like marches to follow her into the kitchen. <laughs> sure. And then Riley just like sits back and just ponders if Leaf heard the total bout of bullshit. Riley was getting <laughs> shadow about him. <laughs> Make a perception. Brock, Brock is going to sit down next to uh, next to Riley. Great. It's a seven on the dice for a total of twenty. Yeah, I think you. I think you heard some bullshit. <laughs> Uh, at the fact that half of our uh, half of our guild is now behind the counter, uh, Brock would look at Riley and he would say, uh, "Have we found a new employment?" Well, okay. So Shadow is helping Mister Bourne this morning because uh, apparently this place is busy. And then Leaf, when I told him that she makes chewy pancakes, decided to go help her make pancakes for himself. As, as he's walking off and he says, uh, oh, and I still have my leaf collection. <laughs> and saunters into the back. <laughs> Hell, if uh, Nina's going to be leaving and if she can convince her father to go with her, then we can just stay here and run the, the inn. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, they can do the god quest and then we'll just do inn simulator. <laughs> 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 Quick, roll to water the, the ale. <laughs> that's slate of hand, right? I have that. Oh, that's a three on the die for... Hold up, I got this. I don't think Brock and Good Conscious could do that. So, water ale? Probably not. No. Great. He's got dwarf in his blood. He can't let people drink weak ale. Yeah, you have to whiskey up the ale. Exactly. <laughs> that's no good for business. <laughs> Are you all congregated in the inn. Yes. Essentially. More or less. Mr. Gotthard, you're going to help with the pancakes. Mr. Riley tells me not to uh, beat them up so much. <laughs> I, I might have a thing or two I can show you. Uh, I've made quite a few of these hotcakes in my time. You are a good cook, yes. Uh, I like to think so. That is fun. I will watch. I will pay attention and I will learn. And uh, he he just kind of like hooks her elbow with his arm and he says, no, uh, you will help. And uh, he just kind of like leads her over to the, the range and grabs a spatula and just kind of like guides her. With the timeless words of wisdom, the first one always sucks. Mr. Gotters, you must be careful, okay? What is... Did you not clean the pan? 
Oh, no, no, no. I clean. I clean. But uh, you're, you're taking me by the, the, the arm like that. Uh, uh, sometimes uh, Void gets upset if people get too touchy with me. I see. And uh, he, he just kind of takes a step back and he says, so is it all right if I direct then? Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Just uh, you had to you had to kind of judge what mood he is in because he can be grumpy. I see. Well, I rolled a 14 on the dice for a total of 19 on the profession cooking. So you get a relatively solid lesson on the intricacies of hotcakes. Pancakes for everybody. I always like to make spares. Uh, there's usually someone hungry once the first stack is gone. Is it tell you too that uh, Zelar is out there and he can put away some food? Brock will also be putting away some food to make up for his lack of sleep. <laughs> gotta, gotta get them calories back. <laughs> So, like, time skip a little bit to Riley staring in, like, shocked, almost horror as Brock is just wolfing down stacks of pancakes. He he and Zalar can have an eating competition. And then right next to him, Zalar is also wolfing down pancakes. Gotta keep that constitution up, you know. Don't eat enough, you'll get weak. Does, does Brock make it a competition? Riley does. Between Brock, and <laughs> Brock would not make it a competition, but if, as it seems like Riley would do, if Riley made it a competition, he would compete. <laughs> All right. So, uh, oh no, you um, almost started eating without adding a gratuitous amount of lemon pepper. <gasps> <laughs> no, Leaf, it's underneath my pancakes. I like to sandwich it. I See? assumed you'd just put it in the batter. You just cooked <laughs> it into the pancake. Mm. You almost let me eat something that wasn't covered in copious <laughs> amounts of lemon pepper. <laughs> just shake it directly into your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you tell them, Hats? <laughs> Yes, right after I'm done showing them my leaf collection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Make me a constitution check. Just a flat constitution check? Yes. I'm not very What's good at those. DC for pancakes. Uh, 19. 19. Alright. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. No, uh, this doesn't. Does this require mythic power, guys? Does, does Brock mythically. <laughs> Only if you're losing. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> So you are, uh, you clear your first stack faster, but you both move on to the next stack. Make another one. <laughs> uh, exactly the same. 19. We are going to need more pancakes. <laughs> and more lemon pepper. <laughs> and more ale. Behind you by like 10 seconds. Do it again. But you both continue on. I think Leaf is like... I'm gaining strength. <laughs> he is keeping up. Just barely. Do uh, it again. Only a 17 this time. Alright, he has to beat you. So, down to the last wire. You, uh, you, you scarf up y'all's shit at almost exactly the same time, but he shoves down the, the next thing 
like just a second before you both get another stack of pancakes, but you are unable to finish it. I am? Yes. Me? You. Quick, swift action mythic surge. And he, he finishes the last stack of pancakes, but can no longer continue. Man, I only rolled an eight. That sucks. Well, it seems, my hobgoblin prince, that you have won the competition. <laughs> well, that's carb loading. And he pats <laughs> Brock on the back. It was like, it's not your fault. You probably have a much smaller stomach. Uh, hmm. So not worry. You can uh. have another competition on the way to the keep because uh, Zella, he's uh, very uh, about the training like you are. And so y'all can uh, see who can jog there the best or something. I'd like that quite a bit. I do suppose that I need to redeem myself after uh, after this. Failure. Mr. Goldthorpe, you can try to hit him with a stick, too, if you want. Well, I might have to if uh, they keep eating these pancakes. <laughs> I'd like to finish my breakfast before they send me back in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Riley just sighs and says, Brock, I had money on you. Come on. And it's like he uh, just reaches into a side coin pouch, counts out like, I don't know, a handful of silver in one hand stands up and re- places it in front of Void across the table and just shakes his head. <laughs> oh, Brock would, Brock would kind of look at him and just be like, oh, well, I, I would have tried harder if I'd known that. <laughs> make, make, me a di- <laughs> make me a diplomacy and a bluff, Riley. A diplomacy and a bluff? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, diplomacy is 14. That bluff is a 15. Well, that bluff's going to take a minus 10 uh, <laughs> because Void just like looks at you and just like shakes his head and like leans over, looks at Brock and like shakes his head. <laughs> and uh, Brock, make me a sense motive. It is an 18. And Riley's lying. Or Sean's not ad libbing with me about game, but whatever. <laughs> That's cool. <too. laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I totally interpreted that wrong. Not as Riley didn't have a bet, but Riley was betting against Brock. <laughs> wow, everyone's just fucking up a game right now. <laughs> okay, well, I am going to go uh, help clean up all these dishes now. Um, but uh, if we plan to be on the road today, then uh, perhaps you should go find the Miss Nina and talk to her and make sure she is ready, Mr. Moore. Yes, I also need to discuss with the um, the Priestess of Serenray about escorting those fine folk back. So, actually, if he'll, uh, Riley will look at Leaf and Brock, if you don't mind catching up with Nina, making sure that she's doing well and is ready, that will leave me the time to make sure that all of our affairs are in order before we leave. All right. So as you break from this wholesome whole wheat moment uh, <laughs> and go out to make your final preparations, we're going to take our break. Hi there. My name's Don. I'm a proud patron of this podcast you just listened to. I'd like to take a moment to talk about some of the projects that I work on. 
When I'm not listening to Tracy, Sean, and the rest of the gang tell wonderful stories using the Pathfinder rules, I like to make podcasts of my own. I'm the GM in the Starfinder homebrew adventure Hexgrid Heroes. On the other side of the GM screen, I play Cory in Pokemon Seicho and Peleus in Ashes and Allomancy. I also like to sit around and talk with my friends about how horror movies can be used in a haunted house setting, and for that, check out Fountain of Fear. All of these podcasts can be found at hexgridheroes.com. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to this episode. I'm Brian, I run Action Forge, a tabletop RPG YouTube channel where we dive into all sorts of topics. If you want to learn more, head over there and check it out. Also, if you want updates on all my various projects and some awesome tabletop RPG memes, go ahead and check me out over at Twitter where I'm at ActionForge. Good day. This is Dick Horney, inviting you to explore the world of Dustress, a unique homebrew setting within an Elder's Dream Games universe. Come along as the Hive Queen leads a gambler. Cowboy motherfucker with six shooter. I ain't never moved cattle in my life. I am a gambler. A Native American. He, he doesn't have a lifetime of eating processed food, so he probably is actually quite regular. And a Detroit teenager. Okay, so we're rolling into elves, aliens, and troll dolls. Through discovery of new magical abilities, struggle with the reality of unknown gods, and maybe learn a little bit about themselves along the way. Visit Eldritch Dream and Duster's Podcast on Twitter for details. They took to the stars and became stars. So it says here you're from another galaxy? Yeah, Milky Way. I don't think I'm ever going to get used to saying that. A band that influenced entire galaxies. Sector 8, let's make some... Until their inevitable downfall. Fuck you, and fuck you too, Switzerland. Thanks for having my fucking back. Now, 20 years later, they find themselves unpleasantly reunited. James, what are you doing here? We're an entire motherfucking galaxy and you show up on this place. In a place where things are not what they expected. One of our staff members just happened to go missing this morning and uh, I kind of had Travis? I understand. Why the uh, fuck do you have a guitar? (laughs) LCP D&D presents Odyssey, a musical actual play adventure set in space using the Savage World system. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on your favorite podcast platform or find us at lcpdnd.com. Welcome, Forsaken Travelers. Do you like sci-fi fantasy atmosphere? Do you like bad, scary movies, cult classics, and more? The Crow, Beetlejuice, Frankenstein? What about dad jokes? We have those, too. Tune in to the podcast for the Untimely Dead every other Sunday on your favorite podcast app. We'll see you there. If you would like to become a patron, check us out on patreon.com forward slash Eldritchstream. Also, if you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. You can also find us in the Hive, that's our Discord, link in the description below. You can also find a link to our merch on sonerdware.com. And find us on Twitter, at Eldritchstream, at Eternap, and at Dustress Podcast. And until next time, everybody... May the Elder Gods haunt your dreams.